Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, 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 and hello, welcome and to welcome Believe. Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V in Lions, right here right on the here. Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Pat Kavanaugh87, Jack Kavanaugh, and I am joined, as always, by my favorite Detroit Lion, the man Bill Belichick envisions in every nose guard he's ever had, a nose guard with 32 and a half career sacks, mind that, mind you. Four MVP Four turkeys, three Pro Bowls, two Outland nominations, one All-Pro, and a partridge in a pear tree. It's Jerry Wrecking Ball. How's it going, Jerry? Hey, it's great. You know, holiday season and stuff, you know, very festive. You know, family's been around, you know, one of my sister's. She's come to visit us this evening and stuff, so everything is going well. How oh, things going up there with you? Oh, everything's oh, great everything. over here. You know, we're just getting ready for the Christmas season, and life is good. Well, listen, you know, even though it's the holidays and Christmas seasons, you know, there's still a lot of games and sporting events going on. Why don't you tell everybody about our friends over there at Bet Online and the great things that they're doing and the opportunities that the fans can participate in? Well, I can well, certainly I can... do that because Bet Online is back, back. And better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's BELIEVE or B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And when this and game when starts, this game starts apparently we've got apparently no more got flu. No we have flu. Evan Brown Evan activated Brown off COVID, off COVID reserve. reserve. It's looking it's a little bit, a little better, bit better, but, but TJ Hawkinson, TJ he has underwent thumb surgery. He is done for the year. And, and we're now playing we're now for playing pride. For pride. And and we're out of the playoffs. You told us that you would explain playing for pride and what that means. Yeah, well, you know, anytime that a team is playing for pride, that means that 
they have settled in their mind that the best that they can do is show to have character and fight like it matters. You know, a lot of times, you know, teams, you know, and then every level, high school, college, you know, once they're eliminated from the playoffs or they feel that their season is a wash, a lot of times players take it off. You know, they start cheating, you know, the other players that are still dedicated to the team and dedicated to the effort, you know, and I think, you know, when you start talking about playing for pride, what you're trying to also associate is the guys that's willing to fight to the end, you know, and those that are not, those are the ones that you normally going to weed out. And it kind of tells you who's going to last on the season into next year. What kind of person you went, well, you want on the football team, I'm sure. Exactly. Well, it definitely, you know, goes well for giving a vote of confidence that, you know, you can be relied on to fight, you know, whether or not you're the best talent. And, and to be honest with you, you know, just as a as a player, you know, and one that, you know, had to face a lot of double teams and sometimes triple teams. And when you get past the double teams, you, you got to get – deal with the back you know when you're really putting it on the line the one thing that you do want you want the other guys doing that part you know and because the other team is not going to take the playoff on you you know so at the end of the day you know you want everyone to rise to the occasion and answer the bell you know and, and it may be one of those rocky moments, though, that, you know, that you you tap into something that's special, you know? You start to see these younger, inexperienced players excel. That's what we're looking for as this season goes on. We want to know who wants to be a Detroit Lion. Who has that Lion's heart inside of them? Yeah, yeah. And I think because they do have some youth, it does give them an opportunity to put those guys out there and see how they can compete specifically at this time of the season, you know, when teams are going to be, you know, better, you know, like this week, you know, the team that's coming in, Arizona is no slouch. And, you know, and I would say this is probably the first time that I'm going to really pick the opposite team just clear out to win. You know, and it's not so much because I want the Lions to lose as much as it is. You know, I, I've, I've I've seen one or two of their games. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're a good team, you know, and they're efficient. And then and I watched the kid, Kyler Murray, from high school here in Texas. You know, I had one of my best friends. His son was a quarterback here in Houston. And they played a state game, and they was in a shootout. Both of them alike and stuff. And the guy, that kid, Kyler Murray, I played against his dad, who was an A&M quarterback. So I know his bloodline and pedigree, and I'm telling you, man, hard for them to beat him. It's going to be hard. And they, And that's a kid that plays to the last minute. Even oh, when yeah. he, he plays to the last minute. So the reality for us is going to be a good challenge for the young guys. <clears throat> but it also, for those that will be here two, three years from now, 
and they're having success, you know, they'll remember that time. They'll remember when. They'll remember not to be like it is today, you know. And I will tell you one of the ironies, though, with the firing of the one coach over there in Jacksonville, you know, Say, that might say be, it, Jerry. Oh, man. Honestly, it probably would vote well with the fans if they did make a change and, and go out and get them, you know, well, anyway. Any, Here any we are. candidates there? Huh? Any candidates no, there? Well, there are plenty of candidates out there. Eric B. Enemy, as an example. Yes, you know, yes, I think Eric B. Enemy for trying to build an offense, all right, would be a great pickup for them. You know, and I know he can lead. I, I, I he can lead a team. He can. He, he's head coach material. You know, just look at and his loyalty is unquestioned. You know. He, you know, he could have jumped and got other jobs. People have offered him coordinator jobs, but his move need to be vertical. He offered college jobs, too, and decided to stay because he wants to be in the NFL. He cares about what he's doing right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and not to change the subject, but, you know, I just think that uh, that has to be on the table. If it's not, again, are you really trying to be the best team? What if Bill Belichick come to an agreement with the New England Patriots that he can resign because Kraft wants to do, and he becomes now an available coach? Would the Detroit Lions go after him? Would they or should they? Those are I two they should. Yeah, exactly. They should. they should. Would they? <laughs> That's the question, you know. But you know, but again, it, it's a plausible question when the scenario comes around. But I just think right now, where they are as a team, everything has to be considered, even firing the head coach, especially if there's one. I don't believe that it's like the transition of how they try to make it like from high school to college or college to the pro level from a coaching standpoint, I think, you know, a college coach that could come to the pro level and be successful has to be a very organized person. And it has to have, you know, a level that I'm not sure one has, you know, and I'm not saying that they can't coach football, you know, just it's, it's a little different dynamics to it at the pro level. Sure, you know, sure. you're, you're, you're a corporate leader as well as the team leader. You're that with the colleges, but it's a different it's a different game. You know, it's a different audience. You think it's the same, but it's not. You know, because when you're selling the college ticket, you're selling most of those college seats to the students. And the alums at the pro game, they sell in the majority of the seats to corporations. That's Even though everybody's still a fan, 
different customer. You know, so build uh, getting a coach like a Belichick would be huge. Or let's say Harbaugh, not Michigan Harbaugh, his brother down there in Baltimore becomes mm -hmm. available. Do you go get him? You know? You should. Would the Lions? It's tough to know. You know, it's just some things that are proven, though. Oh, for sure. And, but again, you know, sometimes it's a culture difference in how they choose to run their organization, you know. But foot football is a very sophisticated sport played by gladiators that executes whatever the fundamental of the plan in a physical way. But it's very cerebral, and a lot of people don't associate that. They just think people just running around there, running into each other. No, you know, it's a lot of aptitude out there, you know. And then this has to be a lot of mental toughness because sometimes the guy might be stronger than you, but you got to outwit him, <laughs> you know. So the reality is, is that you have to have coaches that can build teams that are going to put the best foot forward and that the players are buying in. And, you know, some of the things that happen with Lynn, I think, you know, as we go on toward the end of this season, <clears throat> we have to look back at that because right there was a, it was a, Inflation. it was, it was a level of exposure that something was wrong within the system that was being presented and, and it wasn't clear with who but to make that type of change and you know do it so outwardly to me they could have kept everything the same and still made all the changes but you don't say that i'm calling the play now you get what i'm saying and then I you did. keep I the did. integrity and the confidence and then the players not questioning what's going on because remember, he started camp at, at one level. But anyway, we'll get to some of that. But those are some of the little critical things. And then you just all of the stuff that's now, you know, popping up, you know, it's just, you know. I, I, feel for, I feel for the fans and I feel for the players, you know, because – like I said, you know, players put in a lot of time and work in getting themselves prepared to play play this game. And, you know, when you're out there, you want to make it count. I think these next couple of weeks will be very telling for the future of Dan Campbell because if the team doesn't quit on him, if they are truly bought in, we will see that on the field, and that will be – the give or take on his future with the Lions and how far it goes. Well, one thing about it, though, the players that, you know, are going to be on the field because it'll be some change. It'll be a lot of change on this team. You know, I would say that 20, 25 percent of the players is there. I, don't, I, I couldn't see them being on the team because if they were going to be contributors, they would have already elevated to it. Yep. So I yep. know they're going to be trying to change some of those pieces out, right? So when they're doing that, you know, it's going to be important 
that guys reflect in these last weeks good effort because other teams will see them. Other teams will evaluate how did they play when they found out they were eliminated for the playoffs and they playing for nothing other than a paycheck. Are they putting forth the effort, you know? Teams will look at that. I would. You should. You should. I'd be like, look at this man right here. He's still fighting, and he know they're not going anywhere. That's the type of man we want. You know? Exactly. That's the culture we want to build in Detroit. And we don't want to build a culture like in Jacksonville where the head coach is allegedly kicking his kicker. That was just mind-blowing to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, in some places, he would have got his ass whipped. That's what... Uh, my friends and I talked about if... Uh, our high school coach even put his hand on a student that would have not ended well. I, I can't believe the guts to do that to a grown man. Even if he is a kicker, he is a grown man with a family, with a mortgage. Anyways, we won't hamper on that too long. We will talk about the Cardinals because I gotta know who is the baddest Arizona, Arizona Cardinal. That Jerry Ball ever faced. Man, I played against a, a couple good ones, but didn't really play against the Cardinals a lot. Um, Dear Kanoa was the center that I played against. He was definitely a good, good center. Uh, but I would say probably Louis Sharp was okay. probably the okay. toughest offensive lineman during the time that we've played. I mean, and, and he's actually a Detroiter. You know, oh, native oh. Detroit, yes. And uh, but Louis Sharp would probably be, you know, the toughest guy that I seen in that uniform during my time, the times that we played him. Of course, of course. And they probably could have used a player like that on Monday night because Matthew Stafford, he carved up those Cardinals. I I almost want to borrow him for the week because he was so electric against Arizona. Three touchdown passes. Cooper Cup, 123 yards and 13 receptions. He might break Calvin Johnson's single season record for yardage. It is absurd this year what the Rams are doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, and I would tell you that this is when Matthew has to show who he is because now he has a legitimate team around him and they're in, you know, they're in the hunt and this is December. This is the time to put up and shut up, you know, and I'll tell you, you know, that was a good outing for him, you know, you know, but did it surprise me? No, it didn't. Not. You and I, I expect more of that anyway. I do too. You, you and I know who Matthew Stafford is. We've seen it. We're not surprised by it. However, he has to prove it consistently now for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the moves that they made, I mean, look, they go and get Vaughn Miller. You got Odell Beckham. <laughs> you got Mr. Donald. You already had the other receivers, the Culp and the other guy, decent running back, you know. 
Ramsey at cornerback. Come on, they 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 it's they not waiting. They trying to win it right now. They gun is loaded right now, so they have to do like Tampa did with Brady. If we gonna do it, we got to bring him in right now, and it only matters this year. And that's where I think the Rams has to be at this point of their season. You know, to make these moves is for right now. It's not for the future. They're all in on this Super Bowl. And funny enough, Cliff Kingsbury, he's never defeated the Rams with Jared Goff under center. Jared Goff has never lost to Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know if that'll continue. Well, let's hope it does, you know. (laughs) Let's hope that it does continue. We can hope, definitely, DeAndre Swift, though, he's probably out just like TJ Hawkinson. We might be without our Mike linebacker, Alex Anzalone. We might be without our Will linebacker, Jalen Reeves-Mabin. It's it's tough at this point in the year with all the injuries and the illness. Yep, yep. And then, you know, you're bringing in the, the secondary, the way they've had to shuffle in that many different guys. In short order with this here COVID piece, you know, so that's, you know, again, it, it's not really being giving them no breaks right now. I don't know what what's up out here right now with them, but, you know, I would say for whatever luck they had, they don't seem like they finding much many places. Oh, however, the one good thing about this backfield epidemic where we've lost many of our running backs netflix craig reynolds 11 carries 83 yards 7.5 yards a carry the young man out of division two cutstown university of pennsylvania the golden bears he caught 40 passes as a senior that is ridiculous for a running back yeah, well, like, you know, we said earlier, you know, he's a guy that works well in space, runs good routes, and he definitely can run that ball, man. You know, he oh, yeah. he oh, impressed yeah. me. He definitely impressed me. He had a great, a great game. The craziest thing, too, before this past week, he had one career carry and one career reception, seven career yards, all with the Jaguars last year. He has a business marketing degree. He thought he was going to be an insurance guy he fully planned on that until the lions picked him up and i'm glad we did yep yep i I, you know again similar to the kurt warner type story you know had settled in his mind to move on but still had the fire and ability that's the thing sometimes you make a decision with your head try to get the money support yourself and your life and your family but that heart beats for football yep you want to talk about a guy whose heart beats for football though we have Dion sanders the head coach of jackson state and we're talking about d2 and smaller schools that are competing did you see what Dion sanders just did this past week yeah yeah definitely definitely you know um in our community you know there's always been you know, a 
group of people that have wanted, you know, the African-American athlete to go to HBCUs. And my family, we are proud HBCU supporters. Y'all got all my family went to HBCUs. I went to SMU. And, yeah, of course, we different colleges. But, you know, we we support Texas Southern University at Prairie View and Southern. Those three universities in our family, you know, we got generations that have went through them. So when it comes time to play ball, a lot of times, you know, kids like in the 60s when they had what was called the Prairie View A&M League in high school and then they had just the, the black colleges playing each other with the swag, you know, it was one of those times where all the greats, you know, that went on to play early in the 60s and 70s, they, a lot of them was coming out of Grambling and Texas Southern you know, like Bob Hayes, as an example, mm -hmm. you know, Doug Williams, you know, and Doug was, you know, louder in the 80s, you know, but but when you go back and historically understand what these schools have represented to our culture and our community, you know, um, it's, it's huge. You know, the, the biggest thing, you know, that has been one of the challenges is because you know, you don't have a lot of the television revenue. So you, you don't have a lot of the marketing dollars that come into those colleges. And because of Dion, he's brought a lot of attention. And now because they can see when television goes down to Jackson, uh, Mississippi, and they televise a game, you know, they got 35, 40,000 in it. But now some of their games, because of, how big it is now they plan them in the bigger stadiums and you're talking about 50 60 000. now the black colleges as a whole have always had these classic games whereas you're playing the bayou classic as an example is one of the annual the labor day classics which is houston you're here in houston that's always between prayer view and tsu you know but those are classics that our culture and our community rally around through those universities, just like you would have an OU Texas rivalry. You know, that's the same type of thing that's going on. And because you have a community that is, you know, open, you know, our kids have a choice. And most of them have chosen to go to um majority universities versus the HBCUs. So to see this type of talent make that decision and the other gentleman a couple of years ago, basketball player, it's just giving life to it and it's giving um, evolution to it as well. Because, you know, we, we are not only kings and queens, but we are a very dynamic and prosperous and what I would say potent community. So being able to use it inside of the HBCUs, you know, in terms of being able to draw business and the wealth that's created for the University of Michigan, that we might be able to do some of that with the Jackson States, you know, that's the goal. You know, people could talk parity, they could talk 
this is why well we understand that the marketing aspects you know have impressions as how they count the value of how many eyes are seeing the game we understand that but there but we have to figure out a way because of now it's having the presence that type of talent is going there now you have some guys because of the transfer what is the transfer portal Mm-hmm. They're leaving uh-huh. schools and they're coming to them because they see that it's an opportunity. They're watching the games on ESPN. So that's also getting the exposure and media and entertainment needs content. So right now it's just perfect storm for, for that and what Dion has done. And to be honest with you, you know, sometimes we can look at, and, and I look at my football career as being something as a stepping stone myself, even though it's it was at the highest level. In my heart, I always felt there was more for me to do. And that's clearly evident with Dion that maybe the greatest things that he ever do in his life might not have nothing to do with sports, but in building these young men, the way that... You think if he's to become the Eddie Robinson or he spurred change where they can be this very prosperous development of the HBCU as a whole, and he's the catalyst, you know? So that's how I see Dion right now. And 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 love him for being a coach because the patience of a coach is unyielding, you know? They go everywhere with the kid and the emotion. If he got a good day or a bad day, the coaches are normally their counselors, <laughs> you know. But anyway, that's long-winded to say that I'm proud of him. And Dion is a friend. I wouldn't say it's would- long-winded at all. I think it's a great message and a great story. And for everyone who doesn't know, Travis Hunter, the number one recruit in the nation, a star at corner and receiver, he flipped from Florida State, the alma mater of Deion Sanders, to Jackson State, one of the HBCUs. And it's amazing because everyone talked about how when you start allowing these college players to make money, that's over. Alabama's going to get all the players. It's, it's over. And then Florida State. $155 million athletic budget versus Jackson State, a $9 million athletic budget. No, 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 no. We are now proving that that was unfounded, and it is exciting to see these kids get their their bag and to build up their community as well. Yeah. It's a very exciting time in the world of college sports, and it's an exciting time for the Detroit Lions. Matt Prater coming back to Detroit, the longtime kicker. And he was asked about his former team. He thinks they're closer and better than the record indicates. And he talked about his best and worst memories. His best memory was the 2016 Thanksgiving game against the Minnesota Vikings, where not only did he tie the game with a kick, he won the game with a game-winning field goal in the final minute. So, welcome back, Matt Prater. I hope we beat you, but... Yeah, well, let's make sure we get close enough where we can get those points. <laughs> <laughs> we can hope, and we can hope to contain Kyler Murray. He leads the NFL in yards per attempt, completion percentage, but... 
last week against the Rams, he was sacked four times, hit an additional six times, and he just lost his center to COVID-19. So can the Lions get after Kyler Murray, and how do they do that? Well, I would say, you know, the center aspect of it is definitely one where if I was the Lions, I would strategize a lot of games. And because Kyler isn't very tall and stuff, you know, you want to kind of keep the linemen in front of him. But but I will tell you that as a guy that is very elusive, is that's always looking downfield to make the plays, he can hurt you. Oh, yeah. So I don't oh, yeah. know if you want him scrambling. <laughs> You know, or you want him to sit back and try to dink and dunk you. Because when he gets loose, that's when he make those spectacular plays. You know, so that's that's the threat. So keeping him contained and hopefully, you know, keeping the taller lineman in front of him to block his vision so he don't see the passing lanes downfield that good. I agree. I want him in the pocket. I will be I'll accept being beaten by dink and dunk Kyler Murray, but what kills me is when he breaks the pocket, launches one deep downfield, usually DeAndre Hopkins. Not anymore, though. DeAndre is out. This is the first time in DeAndre Hopkins' career that he's missed a game, and now he will miss the next six weeks after undergoing MCL surgery. He's hoping to be back for the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl, but... Is that something that actually happens, or is that always just a dream? Well, you know what's crazy is that, you know, when I got the chop block against the Jets, out same thing. I If we beat the Redskins next week, I would have been back to play in the Super Bowl. Ooh. And, I, and, and I had a, a media collateral as well. As well. You know, so so that's not out of line. And the media collateral, you know, it's the inside ligament, you know, so you can put a brace on it, you know, might mess with its cuts, but normally you'll put a brace on it and and, and it'll do you'll do well. You know, so so it's not out of line, you know. I was in the same scenario. Same, very same scenario. I didn't realize that Jerry Ball was going to come back from that. Yep, yep. I would have been able to play in the Super Bowl. I was hoping to play in the championship game against the Redskins and stuff. But anyway. It happens. You can never control these injuries. And so as a fan of dominant players, I really hope DeAndre Hopkins can make it back as soon as possible. They're also... They're also probably going to be without James Conner, too, the running back formerly with the Steelers, the young man out of Penn State, day-to-day with a high ankle sprain. So it's not just the Lions that are banged up. It's the Cardinals as well. It's it's the entire NFL, really. Exactly. That's the part of season that we in. That's where the conditioning and the stamina shows up. You know, guys... You had asked about the rookies at a certain point hitting the wall. This is when it's going to show because now they would have played the bowl game. So now you're going beyond that threshold. 
you know. So some could be hitting the wall, but injuries are part of the game, you know. You know, it really is, you know, and you don't want them, but it is a part of the game. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they have cracked the science of sparkle. Creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Absolutely. They're inevitable, unfortunately, and it's something that you have to push through. And the Cardinals will hopefully be able to do that. And it's kind of the same with the Packers. They're on the opposite end. They might be healthier in December than they were in November. They're getting David Bakhtiari, the all-pro left tackle back, Jair Alexander, the all-pro corner. And as a Lions fan, that worries me because I don't want to see Green Bay make a run. Well, you know, that that probably will be the dagger through your holidays <laughs> all the way through your playoffs until they either get knocked off or win it all. Because the one thing about it is that they're going to be in the hunt and they have a quarterback that can truly deliver, you know, some wins. And and at the end of the season, it's about timing who gets hot and who's healthy. Healthy is a real issue. I remember when we went 15 and one and we played and lost to Atlanta to go to the Super Bowl. But had we made it to the Super Bowl, there were a number of key people that weren't going to be there, like Robert Smith. He had tore his a ligament. He wasn't going to be. Mm. Then uh, Eddie McDaniel, he wasn't, which was our inside linebacker. He wasn't going to be able to play. So we were going to have to find ways to patch up, you know. But again, this is the game, you know. It's the game. Even when, no matter. Who is out there at quarterback, at running back, at nose guard? You have to make do. And it's going to be interesting to watch this playoff run. The Packers can clinch if they win. They will win the NFC North if they beat the Ravens on Sunday. And Lamar Jackson not healthy. They're probably going to win. I'm probably going to be sad. Uh, Not looking forward to it, but... (laughs) yes we do a lot of lions fans though are still looking forward to the draft i know it's still too early for us to really hone in on that but well no they could talk about it now okay (laughs) okay well you know you're not in the playoffs you know so it's nothing that you're fighting for and you don't want to lose your focus but now you know hell that's what you're looking for. That's your next 
Hooray. <laughs> All right. I didn't realize. I thought we were still a couple weeks away. Well, I mean, again, the positive side is the unknown, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so we'll keep our eye focused on the unknown, and maybe the draft might allow us to swallow the rest of the season. Shoot. <laughs> We can hope, and one of the reasons Lions fans are talking so much about the draft is Josina Anderson, NFL reporter, she came out and said that if the Lions have the number one pick, the current mindset is they will take Oregon D and Kayvon Thibodeau. Dan Campbell says that's not true, and Josina Anderson was pushing an article, or sorry, an interview with Kayvon Thibodeau. So is this just trying to generate hype for your story? Is there some truth to it, but it doesn't actually matter because of the NFL combine? What is this? I don't know. Man, you have so many different people like the male Kuypers and Mm -hmm. like the lady you just mentioned that will give their opinion. And because people follow it and it creates these trending conversations, you think these people are in the know. Look, this thing goes to the very wire. Sometimes people that you think are going to be the number one pick, man, it goes to the very minute that they're on the clock sometimes. You know, who's left on the board? But I do think what the Lions is going to face in that scenario, if they have the number one pick, and let's say they are looking at the guy in Oregon, and then you got the guy there at the University of Michigan. Now you got the lines. Are you going to go for who you think the best player is? Or are you going to go with who you think gonna, you're going to pacify your fans and go get the, the, the lineman from Michigan? Because it'll bring, it'll make people happy. You know, but is that the best player for you? Is that the player you actually want? Or is the guy from Oregon the one? See, the Lions got to be that bold, too, in the, in this process, you know? But anyway, you know, it's always hype around drafts. Hell, I had seen one draft pick. I was supposed to go in the first round uh, when I was going into my senior year. By the end of the year, they had moved me to tackle where my grade dropped. But the acting myself as being high as the number seven pick with Indianapolis had it. And I got a call at the end of the first round by Tampa Bay that had some at the end of the first, and they had some early in the second. But I'm glad they didn't draft me. I am glad about that, you know, so. Oh, why's that? I didn't want to play for Ray Perkins. Okay. And any uh, thing there that you want to share or? No, it's just, I just didn't think he was the the type of coach that, you know, I want to play for, you know, you know, some guys reputation, I had played with a number of guys that had played at Alabama that had shared some stories too. Gotcha. Yeah. But it's also Alabama (laughs) and not how it is today. No, it was a little bit different at that time. Wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Uh, But that's kind of how I thought about the draft. I feel like until you meet these players, you have the GM, the head coach, the position coaches. You can't make any real decisions. Look at Aaron Rodgers. He was supposed to go number one overall. He fell to 24. Hey, listen. Joe Montana was a third-round draft pick. Right? Yeah. 
What else you gonna say? John Randall was a undrafted free agent. What you gonna say? The draft picks don't guarantee you anything. It just gives you an opportunity to saying that I'm getting a chance and I was selected to get a chance to play pro ball. But it don't guarantee you that you're going to make the team and the damn show don't guarantee you that you're going to be a success at the pro level. You got to prove that shit. <laughs> you do it. You do Even it. look at you this year's Lions. We have a third or a first round pick at corner. He tears his Achilles. We have a third round pick who injures his shoulder. And then you have a UDFA rookie ball out in Jerry Jacobs. So it can happen. And we have a question from friend of the show, Troy Babcock. He was wondering how do teams allocate resource time into each player? So is it say 10% for the first round, 10% for the second round? How, how do you tell which players you need to spend time on? And when you say allocate time and resources, what if, if you can break down what type of resource are you talking about? How do you budget for them? Or are you talking about how do you prepare your draft board? How do you prepare do you your draft board and how much time do you spend digging into these players background that might not be drafted at all? Okay. All right. Well, first question I'm going to ask answers is this, you know, Teams use two scouting systems when I played. And from the scouting system, you have scouts that's out capturing data, that's going to see the kids. Didn't have cell phones like it is now where you have cameras and you can video anything. You know, it was one of those things where, you know, cell phones during my day wasn't even out. You know, in terms of in they the people that had them had the big bags and stuff, but for the <laughs> most part, it wasn't something that was you know easily accessible. So information traveled different. It wasn't the internet. It wasn't how quick it is now. Whereas a guy can be in Detroit and get a guy that runs a four three. And instead of, you know, picking up the phone and calling somebody, he just put it on his phone and didn't everybody see it. All right. Back there in those days, they had to pick up that phone to call. So a lot of the input that came from the guy in the field had a lot to do with what went on that board. So it would start there. You know, what they see, how they assessed him, what they were looking for. Now, initially... When they send the scout down there, they already have seen him play. They're going to do the physical aspects of looking at him. How does he fit? Does he look tall? Is he rangy? Is he long arm? All those little things, even before the combine. Then they'll take the very best players that they have amongst this board that, remember, it's all shared information, and then they invite those guys into the selection pool of the combine, whereas these guys are likely going to be the ones that are drafted. Now, in that period of time 
after the combine, the teams have had enough time to kind of hone in on what they feel they need and the player that they think might fit that. So then they start doing a, a deeper dig. This is the second part of the question. And they will go all the way back to your high school transcripts, counselors, and people that knew you to understand the character. And, they, and they're looking at any disciplinarian things. They're looking at anything that's in those files that would say that you are one of low character and that we don't need to give you $15 million. Wow. Because wow. you might go off on a tangent, let's say. So they want to know who that who they're investing with and who they're bringing into their organization, you know? And in some cases, they do background checks on family members, you know? Uh, they do background checks on agents, you know, those that might be of some reputation of not being on top of the table. The, the league doesn't try to tell what player to represent or what player to in terms of who's to choose for representation as much as it is they try to give the players the information so that they can assess them against best practices and general information that they'll provide that says hey they need to have these licenses and they have been approved by the nflpa and things like that so it starts in the same context for the players but they're looking at the players background family everything they know who you are when they draft and if you're a number one pick oh yeah shit number one pick yeah they know you know they do no, <laughs> they know they if you're, yeah 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 they know just hours and hours of research into hundreds of young men well, think of it like this. They're not going to be able to look at everybody. So think of all of the players that are out there, all of the universities, right? So there's going to be, they might miss the guy that they need because they just can't see them all. But another team might see him, Larry Allen. You know where Larry Allen went to college, Jack? I actually don't remember what his alma mater is. Sonoma University. There it is. Think about that. They yeah. found yeah. Larry Allen in wine country. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the day, they'll find you if you're a player. But they do put the time and investment in understanding who they're bringing into the fold. Yes, they do. And I like what you said about if you're a player, they will find you. And I think that's what's starting to happen with the HBCU boom, with all of these small school players starting to go even in the first round. It's a good time to be a fan of football. Yeah, well, HBCU players have always been a part of the NFL once it was integrated, you know, I think one of the down things that happened most recently is that no HBCU player was invited to the combine. 
Yeah. And I will tell you, that's just straight bullshit. You know, because you have kids that scholastically might not have been able to get into a top tier school that went through a junior college that actually got into one of the HBCUs because the general admission would allow for him to get into the school. Okay. But he is a D one talent. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So to not have no HBCU player be invited, not one, that's bullshit. That that really is. There's, 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 things going on behind the scenes there, whether it's conscious or unconscious, there is a bias there that is unacceptable. Well, it it is because so many of those players from HBCUs, HBCUs are Hall of Famers. Lim Barney, you know? (laughs) If you just look at Jackson State alone from Deion Sanders, you have Lem Barney, Robert Brazil, Walter Payton! You know? You got Jerry Rice from a HBCU. Was he Southern Mi- or Southern Valley Miss? Jackie Slater. You got shit, man. It, it's so many. Doug, like I said, Doug Williams. You got hell. You got um. What's the oh uh, shit? What's the cornerback for um, the Pittsburgh Steelers? Mel Blunt. Yep. Yep. You know, so. It's just one of those things like, come on, man, you, you this the same pool you've been pulling out of, you know, but did any HBCU player make the team last year? Yeah. Of course. No one's surprised by it. It's just, yeah, it's that something needs to be fixed that going forward. But hopefully with this Deion Sanders movement, I don't want to call it the Deion Sanders movement, but what him and others are doing to bring equality across and parity across college football. That's exciting. And I think, you know, Dion is the most visible, but you know, you just got Hugh Jackson hired by Grambling, right? Yes. I saw that. That's exciting. You got Eddie George, who's coaching Tennessee state. Is he? You also he? have uh Wheatley who actually was running back with the Raiders from Michigan. He's coaching at Morgan state. My nephew went to Morgan state. You get what I'm saying? So there are guys that are NFL guys already leading these institutions. All right. So it's not just Dion, it's others. Dion just the one that has brought the most visibility. He's you the, know? It's Dion. He's the Dion. one that, that the headlines follow always. Hey, rightfully so, though. Yeah. And. The fact that he's using those headlines to spread his message is hey, love listen. It. Love it. Listen, some people, I remember when I had an opportunity to really go into broadcasting, and I was watching, you know, going up to Craig James Broadcasting School, Michael Irvin, all the guys that's on these a lot of these shows now. They that's how they got it. Those guys wanted that. You know, they wanted to be traveling, reporting, and doing that. I really didn't want to be away from my family like that. You know? And, and it's a it's a it's like like football again at a second career. 
I just didn't want that lifestyle. Essentially, they, they're in season just like the players are in season. They're just not putting on pads and making tackles. You know, they got to be in a certain city, got to go do this interview, got, you know, it's obligation, you know. So for him to excel that and coach at the same time, do you understand the type of commitment and the fortitude that this man had to have to actually be a broadcaster and coaching a high school team for years? Yeah. At yeah. the same time, that's a real commitment. That's a real commitment out of the heart, though, because clearly he wasn't doing it for the money. You know, he's made a number of statements on his YouTube and things talking to parents about the kids and being competitive and things like that. And I think for for what he's done at this day and age, Deion Sanders has been a blessing to the whole sports world because what he's done is he's done it right and he's done it having fun, but he's also a model of an athlete that created the marketing around himself and it carried him. And now you have this new age where now the, the high school players and college players can market themselves. So here's the model, and here's the timing. So I think they're converging at the right time. And we all can learn from Dion, but I see him being greater as a coach than he was as a player because what he's doing and working with these young men is that he's exactly making a multiplier, meaning he's putting one seed in each one of those kids at a time. So if he's touching 50 in one year, that's 50 seeds. That's multiplying. The next year, another 50. That's 100. The next year, another 50. 150, 200. Now you got to multiply. Now let's say 10 seeds out of each one of those years drop a seed in somebody else from a lesson that Dion gave him. That's impact. That's why I say it's greater than the contribution of playing ball. And we say, oh man, did you see that play? The impact and the thrill from the touchdown don't last as long as these life lessons and things that Dion is embarking on with these kids. Cause he's learning at the same time he's walking with them and he's doing it openly. And I appreciate him for that. I think we all should, should appreciate Deion Sanders for that. We'll be rooting for Deion. We'll be rooting for Jackson State. And we'll be rooting for the Detroit Lions, even though our friends on betonline.ag, they hurt me. They have the Cardinals favored by 13. Ah, what, what What's your prediction for this one, Jerry? Uh, I, well, <laughs> I, I'm a... I'm a kind of cage. I believe they are they are 21 points better than the line. And I'm not saying that because of the defense. I'm saying it because of all of the things that's going on with the defense from the secondary. Kyler Murray is going to definitely come back 
to try to have a good game. So you know his focus is probably at his all-time highs. And then, you know, just be honest, you know, I just think that Arizona is going to contend. And they can be one of the shockers in this hunt this year because they're a hard team to match up with. And if they can get D-Hop back, then that just gives them another dynamic aspect of having a great player on the field. But for the most part, against the Lions, I think they're 21 points better. I do. Oh. Out of all the times they played, and, and the only team that I would possibly say like that would probably be a Rodgers-led or a Brady-led team. Other than that, this is the only team that I think is – really that much better than they are it's looking like it's looking gonna be like a painful gonna be a game painful. to watch hopefully we're a little bit closer than 21 points but we'll have to see i believe we believe <laughs> well with that jerry do you want to break it down with this matchup with the cardinals coming up this weekend yep yeah, yep yeah. Well, I do want to say this, that, you know, the Arizona Cardinals is a good football team. And I believe that the Lions players are going to answer the bell. If they can actually hold down Kyler Murray, you know, they might, you know, lose by 12. I apologize. Now, you know, that's the first time this year I clear cut said that. It is. Even the Rams game, you took the Lions. Well, let me let me hope that say that I hope everybody tease me because I'm wrong. <laughs> this is one of the times you're happy to be wrong. I said it. Yeah, I said it. Now, what you going to do about it? Huh? Pull up. Pull up. That's what the kids say now. They say, pull up. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to pull up to you, Jerry. Ah, no, nah, we don't need it. All right. Well, look, another great evening talking football and believing in the lines. So, one, two, three. We, we believe. believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I love the lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.